you know, crazy game, crazy game. Uh, it's not uh, not nearly what I think I expected going in, but it's just kind of the way the game went. Extremely proud of how the guys continue to fight. Uh, we kind of say the same thing three weeks in a row. Things didn't go perfectly, made a lot of mistakes, especially defensively, uh, just dealing with the triple option. We were concerned about it all week, and we actually slowed down some of the key things that they typically have success with. It was the things they went to from there that, that got us, but um, just really, really proud of the way we played the fourth quarter. We won. We won both sides of the ball there. Defense made some stops when they had to, forced punts, created turnovers. We had, those had obviously been really hard to come by earlier in the game. At times, it looked like we really didn't have an answer defensively. But uh, guys kept playing. The effort level was phenomenal all the way through, and we made – Huge plays when we had to. Got to give the offensive credit, uh, unit credit for being able to move the ball and get the ball in the end zone, not settling for field goals, you know, moving the ball on third down, fourth down, whatever it took to to get the win. So team win, hands down, covered well, uh, special teams, and and really did not give up the big play. Didn't have a lot of tremendous opportunities, but had decent field position all day. And so I think all three phases played where they needed to to win, and, and it came down to the wire. So – They've learned to to keep fighting and play hard and give us a self, you know, give us a chance. And, and that's what it's taken all three weeks. It's probably going to keep doing that on a weekly basis. Stressful, but um, but very proud of, of how this group is is fighting. Um, does not get any easier. Clearly, we got a a great opponent coming in. We get to play at home, which is good. And and while people are listening, I'll tell you, we need it packed and loud and crazy. I know we still got some tickets available. And, I uh, hope they're going going out the door like crazy right now. We need the student section uh, on point. Uh, everything that everything that we can do to try to create a hostile environment for boys coming in, we need we need help. So, calling all Aggie Nation to come out in, in big numbers for a for an early Saturday kick. I love the fact that we're playing at home on an early Saturday morning. Get up, eat breakfast, and go play uh, against a really good opponent. But um, proud of where we're at. We just got to keep getting better. Coach Anderson, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Uh, just to, how much does it mean to you guys to get that opportunity to play on on CBS? Uh, you know, we don't really, honestly really don't think about it a whole lot. I, I do say that anytime you can go out and play on uh, in a national stage and, and represent uh, the university and the logo and the brand well, it, it obviously helps in recruiting. But you know, we're focused on the opponent. It just so happens that there's going to be a few more cameras maybe this week than normal. Coach Ajay Salveson. Uh, have you had a chance to look at the uh, late hit on Logan Bonner? What did you see of it, and what is his status, and how is he feeling going into Saturday? Uh, he'll be fine. I mean, he's sore. He's really sore, but but by the end of the week, he'll be ready to go. He always is, and he's tough. Saw him this morning, and he said, <clears throat> you know, he, he's, he's going to be fine. Um, yeah, I disagreed with the call. I think it was clearly late. Uh, I, I submitted it. I don't know what kind of response we'll get, but – it, it doesn't do a whole lot of good after the fact. Luckily, he's going to be okay. Uh, he'll be sore for a few days, and I would expect by Saturday he'll be he'll be ready to spin it. And then uh, what's the status on Dominic Tatum as well, Coach? Dom Tatum is probably likely out uh, for quite some time, if not the rest of the season. We don't have all the details, but it was a significant injury. We'll see how it goes. Prayers with him, and he's a great kid and worked hard to get where he's at. But uh, I, I don't I don't expect that he'll be ready for quite some time, and it could potentially be season-ending. Thanks, Coach. Hey, Coach, Jake Nielsen. I just want to ask you about specific, specifically about Boise State and they're the top of the conference, right? If you want to win the division, you generally got to go through them. So what's your thoughts on just kind of their success over 
a period of time in the Mountain West and then specifically about the game on Saturday? Well, they're built well. They've done a great job recruiting. Obviously, uh, they've got a ton of notoriety over the last 10 years or so, maybe more. And and they've recruited well uh, due to that. And they've built a great program. And I don't expect that to change. Although, you know, they've proven that they can be beaten if you play great ball. I mean, San Jose State won the league last year, beat them uh, in that game to get it done. And, um, you know, we've got to go out and concentrate on us. They're built well. They've got speed. They've got size. They've got power. They're going to they're going to test you in every area, every phase. They're well coached. Um, but but, you know, if we go out and play the best ball we can play, then then it's a game that we can win. We're just going to have to earn every bit we get. And it's going to be a challenge there. Um, there's some mismatches up early, I think, that we're going to have to try to try to to um, if we can kind of hold on and, and, and kind of ride the wave and hope that, uh, again, our, our style of play, our conditioning, our tempo, the way we spread the field, just little things that we do hopefully can frustrate them and, and maybe bring some things back into our favor. But there's not a lot of matchups in our favor starting out, you know, play one. Uh, we got But it's it's a 60-minute game, as we've seen three weeks in a row. We don't necessarily have to be the, the best uh, team snap one. We got to be the consistent team and be able to still be there and find a way to get the job done. So uh, I think our kids know that and believe that, and and they'll they'll be ready for this this particular opponent. Coach, hey, Coach. Uh, let me just ask you about the just on paper. It looks like the problem for Boise State is they haven't been able to run the ball and they can't stop the run. Now, is that fair uh, when you look at film? Well, they've played some really good people. I mean, they they've uh, they've played some some good folks. I think uh, that. The talent level that you're lining up against has a lot to do with that. I mean, the stats stats lied to you. Uh, look, they they can play. It's a good football team. I mean, Central Florida and Oklahoma State are both quality football teams. They've not played an easy schedule by any means. They did what they're supposed to in the one game that they were absolutely better than the opponent. The other two, they played solid, very close, down of the wire football. Uh, I, I think stats will lie to you. I think they're built solid across the front. And it's going to take everything we got to move the ball against them, uh, whether it be you know by throwing it or running the ball. Coach Trent Wood with Deseret News. I know you've coached a lot of football over your career. I'm curious what the experience of coaching this team has been like for you thus far. Oh, I love I love this group. I mean, anytime you get a group that plays as hard as they play, buys in the way they have, doesn't quit, doesn't get down, doesn't point fingers on the sideline when things don't go well as resilient as they are, uh, it, it's hard not to love to come to work. Uh, we get that attitude from them every day. Uh, practices are great. The environment in the building uh, is truly a, a very tight-knit family group. When you consider how many guys we brought in here that were new, that does not that's not a guarantee that you get that. So uh, the kids that were here before that have been through a lot have, have done a phenomenal job of, of helping us create that culture. So I, I absolutely love coaching them. Coach, Aaron, uh, Aaron Falk oh, with the Salt Lake Tribune. Go ahead, uh, sorry, sorry, Jason. Um, Aaron Falk with the, with the Trib. Uh, curious just about, about building that camaraderie and, and what was your role as a coaching staff to, to, to bring that in and kind of blend those cultures? You know, just come in and be us, transparent, wide open, door open, spend time with them on and off the field, make it very clear what our expectations were, be accountable on a daily basis, be selfless, be tough, put the team first, no egos in the building. That starts with me. That head coach come in and be just down to earth person that cares about them. We hold them high to high standards. We we hold them accountable. We discipline, but we also love on them and care about them on a daily basis and and uh, hug their necks and spend time with them 
with, you know, really in areas that have nothing to do with football. We have tried to build a family here. And that's asking a lot of a lot of guys considering all that they've been through. But I think it's something that they wanted and they have bought into it and put just as much energy back into that. And you're seeing the effects of that on the field. We're pulling together when it gets tough. We're pulling uh, together, lifting each other when it gets tough. And they have worked their tails off to be in good enough condition to play hard for 60 minutes. And I think there's a confidence level that comes with the ability to to still run to the ball, play at a high energy level late. All of that is the culture, and, and the kids deserve the credit for that. And the coaches for buying into that and being willing to give up their time and give up their, themselves and not just coach X's and O's and go home every day. Coach, uh, this is the most success I can remember USU Athletics Department having as a whole during the fall in a long time with the soccer team, the way they're playing. The volleyball team is much improved. Cross-country teams are both really, really good. Um, how, uh, how much have you guys kind of been feeding off, feeding off of each other's success, and how, uh, how fun has it been to, to be a big part of that? Uh, you know, it started for me back in the spring watching Craig and the basketball team just play the way they did and, and gymnastics. I mean, I was able to go to a bunch of different events and be part of that. I think it's carried over into the fall, and I, I believe that success – kind of becomes contagious the energy becomes contagious we got a lot of great coaches and players in in every department here on on campus I I love that it is a community feel a family feel that starts at the top uh, from you know from the president's office to the 80s office and every coach in the building so uh, I I love it that's what I love about college ball Uh, you know just when you consider the fan base the student section that creates energy in every one of those events I mean, you can't, you can't get that everywhere. We're lucky to have it. We just want to build on it. Justin yeah. Rice was the player of the week, and you've watched him play the last little bit. Is he playing at a higher level, or has he improved? And then the other thing I would ask then is, have other guys on the defense picked it up enough? Are you getting enough of that kind of effort from other guys on the defensive side so far as you look at film? Well, effort level, I'll answer that first. Absolutely. Uh, we're getting that across the board on both sides and in special teams as well. It's what's allowing us to compete. Because to be honest with you, I'm not sure that we're out, out athleting anybody or, or at least in many places. There's a lot of areas that that uh, effort is the deciding factor in some of the battles that we're winning. Uh, is he playing at a high level? Absolutely. Has he improved? Yes. He's worked very, very hard. He's in much better shape than he was a year ago. I think he truly has spent time and completely understands what we're asking him to do, has taken on a leadership role, and is very, very prepared on a weekly basis. This was a lot to ask this past week. There's a lot to ask to defend what we what we see in terms of the triple and all the things they're able to bring at you. And he was in the right spot most of the day, made huge plays, none bigger than the strip fumble late to, to get the ball back to our offense. But uh, I've come to expect it from him, but I am very proud that he's taken things to another level physically, being prepared uh, in better shape, and I think mentally better prepared going into the games to know exactly what he's going to see and to truly be kind of having a coach on the field, kind of the leader of what we're doing over there. One other thing from the game, uh, we talked last week, I asked you about the fourth downs, and you're still doing that. But was the onside kick kind of being more of an aggressive type of decision to make in the game when you made that decision? Well, 
premium, you know, uh, possessions are a premium when you play them. They're going to run the clock. They had the ball for 43 minutes. We had it for 16 and a half. So we did not win the possession battle. We, we won the points battle. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. We saw a schematic advantage in how they played their kick return team. We did not execute the ball well. It was not a well-kicked ball. It should have been wider out on the edges where we had a numbers and a space advantage. We just didn't execute it well. It was strategic in the fact that we we knew we had to try to steal a possession, and that was the best place to try to do so. Uh, and, and we just didn't execute it well. Defense did a great job of not allowing points, uh, a touchdown on that drive. So, you know, they knew going in it was going to potentially – it was kind of a 50-50 ball. Uh, it was a it was a risk we were willing to take. Didn't come out of the way, and they they did a great job of bailing us out and not allowing a touchdown on that drive. So, in terms of fourth down, some of that was the same. Uh, you you can't waste possessions. We we were aggressive again, but calculated in those areas. Uh, none of them I thought were very tough decisions. They were really what I felt like had to be done at the time. Uh, none bigger than the last one there that was fourth and four or five that we were able to convert. If we gave the ball back to him, we might not see it again. The clock might just bleed out. And we had to make a play in that particular area to win the game, and, and luckily we were able to do that. Coach, yeah, Coach, how do you assess the uh, offensive line play? And um, it seemed like Bonner was, you know, he's been getting hit a lot, it seems like. And Peasley came in and, and dealt with that pressure maybe a little bit better. So is that something that, that you would think about using Peasley uh, more in that situation, or is it just two different styles of dealing with the pressure? Well, yeah, they deal with them differently. You know, Bonner tends to slide in the pocket and stay in longer and deliver the ball, and, and Peasley is, is obviously really comfortable using his feet. And You can see when he does, it creates creates big plays. So there's benefits to both. Um, they were built well up front. They, they moved well up front, got to us. Uh, we're not giving up sacks, but we but we are. You know, there's going to be some pressures and some times that we're getting bumped up. But that's Logan is that guy. He is he is always stood in the pocket to the you know to the bitter end and and delivered the ball and tried to distribute the ball and he does that really really well. Um, you know, you got to give them credit. They they're built well and did a good job up front of, of creating movements and getting to us. Uh, but um, we 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 made it really clear. Peasley's going to be involved. He he had to be more involved than maybe we expected because of the injury to, to Logan. But, man, I could not be more proud of how he came in and played. Uh, we don't win that game if he doesn't come in prepared and play at a high level. He did both. He threw the ball well. He ran the ball well. He, he extended plays, did all the things that we knew he could do. But, uh, you know, and Bonner played exactly the way expect him to play early before the injury. They both bring value, and they both bring things that you have to defend. Uh, I'm proud of the O-line. I think we can continue to get better. We were a little beat up. We were without some guys. As we get healthier and as they play together more and more in this system, I think they'll only get better. They're going to need to be this week because, I mean, these guys can play. These guys are good up front. They're going to test us, and we're going to we're gonna have to be sound. I mean, obviously, the offensive statistics were, were uh, really impressive from uh, Saturday's game. But they have been the entire season. The, the bottom line is you guys scored touchdowns when you got inside the red zone and even outside the red zone. Uh, you, you settled for field goals in the first couple of games. Yeah, you know, you kicked five field goals. So uh, how nice was it to see uh, drives punctuated in the end zone every time against Air Force? Yeah, it's huge, huge. You know, yards are great. Stats are great. But they'll lie to you. What matters is points. And touchdowns specifically, we talked to the defense. We don't care about how many yards they give up. Just make people kick the ball. 
And offensively, we don't care how many yards we get. We just got to punch it in the end zone. And the formula paid in our favor. We gave up a lot of points. We gave up a lot of yards this week. Offense, they matched and got the ball in the end zone. We got the stops when we needed too late, and our, our offense was able to put it in. So um, it is it is a group effort. Uh, it is a group effort, and and we have made some progress, obviously, in the first three weeks of, of being a little bit better down in the tight areas. We were able to punch it in uh, using all the weapons that we got, whether it be run or throw. Um, so it's something that we're going to have to consistently be good at uh, you know, as we move forward. And the challenge is what happens when you got 22 people in a very confined space? Can you, can you get it in the end zone? We did that this week. We got to keep doing that. Final Boise things. Is this the best defense that you've played so far for Boise State? And tell us about Bachmeyer quarterback. Uh, I would say, yeah, collectively, best defense we will have played, hands down. Uh, it is a huge challenge for our offense to, to, extend drives and finish in the end zone. Uh, they are going to challenge you basically in every area, and the matchups are, are are difficult all across the board. Length, size, speed, physicalness, uh, there's just not a weakness that you see. Uh, I, I think their quarterback does a great job of staying poised and, and, and getting the ball. They do, obviously do a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of eye candy, a misdirection. He can deliver the ball. He's very calm, and he's got tons of weapons, uh, you know, so – yeah, I, I think we're, you know, the challenges are everywhere. Uh, I know our guys are going to be fired up and excited about it, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to play sound in every area, or you get exposed. Coach, from a season opener to a home opener to a conference opener, it seems like every game's been a twelve-round knockout, dragout fight. Uh, a lot of teams would be running on pure fumes. How is your team dealing with all this emotionally, mentally, and physically? I honestly think every step just fires them up even more. It's it's kind of like throwing gas on a flame. Uh, the energy in the locker room afterwards, the energy in the building yesterday, this morning, downstairs in the training room, just guys in there getting extra work, guys in there watching tape. Every every ounce of success just breeds more excitement in the group. They love to work. They're not afraid of it. Uh, we respect every opponent, but not afraid of the opponent or the or really the moment. Uh, I think they're just going to only. I think we're just going to get better and better and better as we continue to work. And and so, our focus is one day at a time. Uh, it has been since I got here. It's going to continue to be that. I, I am proud of the improvement, and, and we're going to need to continue to improve to have success against the best opponent we've seen all year. All right, everybody. We've got uh, junior offensive lineman Jacob South. Uh, we'll just go ahead and let you guys ask Jacob some questions. Think about Lewis KBNU Radio. Uh, were you surprised that your former teammate Jalen Warren threw, ran for over 200 yards against Boise State last week? Not really. He's a he's a tough runner. He kind of reminds me of a uh, Calvin Tyler a little bit. Like he just puts his nose down and runs runs the ball really hard. But um, yeah, he had 20 something carries, and he's a uh, he's really a workhorse when it comes to carrying the ball. So that didn't really surprise me at all. Jacob, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. You guys rank third nationally in F among FBS teams in uh, total offense now. Uh, how much pride do you guys take as an offensive line in uh, helping achieve the team, the offense, achieve this early success that it has? Um, I mean, really, like our whole front seven, we like pride ourselves on uh, like moving the ball and um, really running the ball, too. Um, because then that kind of opens it up for passing game and everything. And so 
Um, I think that's something that's been different this year is just like we have a lot more confidence in general. And so it's like we know that we can move the ball whenever we want to. And so it's like we can really um, run the ball or pass the ball um, on command. So. But on that topic, uh, Jacob, you've really run the ball, it looks like, better in the second half. Is that you guys are more physical? Do you plan on that? And again, coaches talk about you guys being, again, more uh, you know, sound with your strength and conditioning. Yeah, I think that's definitely something, I mean, coaches mentioned before with um, Coach Jackson, our head strength coach. He's, that's something he's always, ever since he got here back in January, he's been working with us. Um, just all our conditioning and everything. And I mean, we see that coming up in the second half pretty much of every game so far. It's um, we're not tired and the other team, we run in our pace offense. Um, like we're not tired at all. And then that's when the other team starts letting up and they're getting tired. And that's when we really start busting like our big runs and um, we see a lot of those bigger plays. So yeah, that's definitely um, something that we pride ourselves on. Hey, Jacob, Jake Nielsen, Utah Statesman. Um, I talked to you before the season and you said the goal for the offensive line is you wanted to have a 1,000-yard rusher. And three games in, Calvin Tyler, he's 288. If my math is right, he's on pace for it. So how do you feel about that goal thus far with, the, with, with Calvin in your line? Yeah, I mean, uh, and any offensive line that can say they have almost 200 yards rushing in their first three games of the year would be really proud of that. So, um our whole offensive line, that's that's something we really take pride in is pounding the rock and like making sure that we do have that thousand yard rusher because it's like that's a big achievement and that means that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing right. So um, it's that's really awesome. Jacob, the whole uh, athletic department has had a lot of success this fall with uh, soccer winning at BYU uh, on Saturday. Volleyball, is, this is their best start in over a decade, probably cross country teams are both good. Um, how how much does it mean to you to uh, to be a part of that and to and how much do you feed off of the success the other programs are having? Well, this is like my fourth year here, so it's like I really feel like I'm an Aggie, and so it's um, it's great to see all those other uh, sporting teams that we have being successful. All of us being successful successful at the same time, and so. Um, especially just know some of those other players on those other teams. And it's just like, we all have like a great feeling and like, um, it's just like winning's great. No one, no one doesn't like winning. So it's just all, it's contagious. So. Hey, Aaron Falk with the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, new coaching staff comes in and, and there's always a, a chance for um, I don't know, bumps in the road. And seems like you guys have gelled really quickly. How, how has that happened? What, what has sort of been the process of, of building that culture from from your point of view um i mean i think there was like a stat that, or something that came out at the start of the year that we had like one of the youngest coaching staffs in the country or something like that i'm not sure but um but i think that could be something that is has helped us like gel with our coaches a lot more because i know i've gelled really well with both my o-line coaches and um and i feel like we can like connect better and like when they're trying to teach me the right technique or the right thing to do on the field, then it's like, I can connect better with them and like ask them questions more and um, really like be able to better myself as a football player and like also myself as a person outside of football too. 
think if you've had experience against Boise State, it hasn't been good experiences. What is it like to play against them? What do you remember of games playing against Boise State? Um, so I think two years ago, that was my second start ever playing against Boise, and they had like Curtis Weaver um, and a really good defensive line. And so that was a really challenging game for me personally. But um, just like in the past, it's always been a game that's been circled on our calendar every year because um, we know it's going to be a dogfight every time. And so they're always stout up front. They always have a good linebacker core. Um, their secondary is always solid. And so uh, we really always know that we're going to have a challenge coming into Boise, but I think we're all confident this year that um, we'll have a good outcome. So, Well, you guys broke through against a, a Power 5 team. You've done some things that haven't been done before. I mean, the coach says you guys are confident in going in against whoever you play. Can you talk a little about that in the Boise situation? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, like I said earlier, winning's contagious. And so it's like, with every win, it helps build our confidence and everything. And that's one of the most important things you can have on offense is confidence. And so um, confidence running the ball, confidence passing the ball. And so I think we have a lot of that and we kind of have a little bit of mojo too. And so it's like, we know that once we get that first, first down, then it's like, then the ball's really rolling and we're scoring and we're playing fast and everything. And so um, I think that's just what that mentality is. So. Jacob, the two teams in the Mountain Division of the conference that you guys have always struggled with are Air Force and Boise State, right? And just beat Air Force, and so now Boise State. I know you take games week by week, day by day, but if you guys can show up here and get a win, like what would that do for y'all like for the rest of the season and like set you up uh, just uh, in terms of your reaching your goal of uh, winning the conference? Yeah, I mean, it would do really good for us in our conference standings and everything, and um... – but at this point, we don't really like looking forward that much. It's always um, one degree better every day. And so it's like focused on Boise this week, focused on beating them, focused on uh, putting together a game plan to help us be able to do that. And so um, I think we're all ready and uh, aching to go against this Boise team. So. All right, everybody. Now we've got uh, senior defensive tackle Marcus Moore. We'll let you guys ask Marcus some questions. Marcus Al Lewis, KBNU Radio and Logan. How do you feel physically after going up against Air Force? Everybody's always saying they're going after your legs and doing things with their blocking and all that. How do you feel physically after the game? Uh, in terms of my legs, I think that we prepared well for the cut blocks that we did expect. Um, I actually do. I mean, I feel I feel pretty good uh, after the couple of days off. Um, looking forward to Boise. Hey, Marcus, Jake Nielsen, Utah Statesman. What are your thoughts on just the uh, first, the 10 a.m. start? How does that affect um, your preparation for the day? And then secondly, your thoughts on playing on national television on CBS? Um, in terms of our preparation, I'm pretty sure that uh, our coaches will make sure that we are prepared. Uh, it definitely would be an earlier start. So um, that is something that we got to keep in mind. Uh, what was your second question? Just playing on CBS national television, does that matter to you at all? Honestly, not too much. I mean, although I do believe that we're going to have a bigger platform, uh, not too much. No, it doesn't. Marcus, how interchangeable have you guys been on the defensive front? Have we going too deep? Is there a, sometimes a three deep situation in games? What's happened so far? Uh, depending on, you know, if a guy needs to come in or come out, um, our coaches are pretty good about rotating. Uh, there is a one deep and there is a two deep. Most definitely. Marcus, Ajay Salveson, what have you seen out of Boise State uh, in their offense so far? 
Um, so far, uh, I mean, uh, in terms of their offense, uh, I mean, we can, ex you know, obviously expect a good amount of run and also some pass. Um, although we have not gotten to Boise State's uh, film yet, we will be preparing for it today, uh, right after this, actually. What do you remember, though, of the game last year playing against them and what they would try to do? I mean, they always seem to have the same style year after year. What do you think of Boise playing last year against them? Uh, I think it was a challenging game for us overall. Um, going into it this year, I believe that, you know, 2020 is in the past, and I do believe that we are a new team. Marcus, we've heard a lot about um, with the, the chemistry between you guys and the new coaching staff and how um, your physicality and endurance is a little bit better. Um, what's the, the confidence and the trust level, like specifically with schematics and with the X's and O's? And are you confident with Coach Banda and his style and that they're going to come up with the best game plan for you guys? Uh, most definitely. Uh, been working with Coach Banda, obviously, for a couple months now, and we are definitely confident in him. Um, definitely confident within ourselves as well. And when the game plan comes for the week, uh, we will be prepared. I was just going to ask, what do, you, what do you think of playing with just, uh, Justin Rice? He's two weeks player of the week. What is it like playing with him? What have you seen from him so far? Uh, I've definitely seen a great player. I definitely enjoy being out on the field with him. Um, much respect for that guy. Uh, he's a great player. Absolutely.